I'm gonna go ahead and I'm starting recording. I'm recording right now. One second, buddy. Ooh, thank you. Okay, no problem. I just got a hot flush on that. No nuts? Nope. No nuts. We're gonna, we're gonna have to postpone this for five minutes. I need to eat my hot pot Sunday. You can watch me eat my hot pot Sunday. gentlemen welcome to episode 124 of the oh god i almost said drunk dash Nerd podcast you don't own that name anymore you don't own that name anymore i can't say that i don't it's it's, it's really ridiculous man we're like it's been i think at this point we've done uh more episodes of generation gaming than we have uh drunk dash nerds i still want to say drunk dash nerds uh <laughs> but no we are this is that one episode 124 of the gen gaming podcast uh i am your host tyler uh, we are joined by the usual guy. We have Jack of Hearts. Yo. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing fine. Since the past half hour we've been talking, you know, like, because we just generally talk before we start recording stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing my Extra Life thing, oh, man, I just in just complete amazement right now because, well, you know what? The Extra Life season is coming up. The whole thing begins on the seventh, obviously this Saturday, as from when we're recording and stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. excited to start that, and even more so excited that I reached my goal today in the past half hour. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet, buddy. Oh, yeah. uh, we're as a recording, it is nine thirty four my time, mm-hmm. uh, PM. It's Thursday, so we are thirty six hours away from yeah, thirty six hours away from uh, extra life. Yeah, beginning. So Dude, and I'm actually getting people asking me when I'm going to stream, too. Nice. That's just crazy to me. <laughs> That's cool. So you uh, now, now you have to do it. You have to stream. Yep. I'm going to stream in the morning. Not sure what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be installing a lot of stuff. I got Outlast that I reinstalled on here. I got Limbo. I got, like, Rocket League, which I can play a little bit of. Let's see if I want to. A lot of it. <laughs> oh, let's see. There's just a bunch of games. I'm just... It just plan on streaming exclusively like PS4 content because I got enough games, I got enough of what I can do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to check out the stuff that I haven't gotten around to, which you know, MGS5. That's something I've been wanting to tackle. You should just do that for 24 hours. Oh god, <laughs> I don't know if I can stand for 24 hours to just do the same thing. It, <laughs> it, believe me, you, you will. <laughs> you'll love it. You'll you'll go for 48 hours. Go for no, um, I, I even went through and looked at some of my like PS Plus games, like the stuff I never got around to, and yeah. I was just trying to figure out what what I was playing. Nothing really. I mean, I haven't I haven't played that I really want to play. Yeah. Um, I bought a game like two years ago, um, 
for PS4 called Daylight. It's a horror game. It was like it came out right around the same time as the Outlast DLC did. Yeah, you should probably pick up that if you can, man. Try to pick up the uh, Outlast DLC. The whistleblower, yeah, I'm yeah. Actually, I could, I could try to do that. I, I mean, think it was actually, I think it's out, it's over now. But last week it was, it's on sale, I think. Yeah, it was on sale along with like Slender and stuff. But you know, it's just because the whole job array for me, I haven't been able to just get like a PSN card and just get like a mm-hmm. couple of the things on sale. Oh, yeah, I understand, boy. But yeah, but. I did the same thing as like you too. I went like towards uh, what I've gotten for like PSN and stuff. I was mostly checking on Vita stuff last night, and oh gosh, between the PlayStation Plus thing I earned on the, the PS, towards the PS4 versions, and then like for the Vita, I kid you not, it's severely like boosted the amount of like games, like actual good games I can play on each of those mm-hmm. respective systems. Because I can try out Fez, I can try out Hotline Miami, I can like play a little bit of Spelunky. It's just, just it's just endless like the amount of things i could possibly play oh yeah that's right i um i so i re-downloaded daylight um i re-downloaded hotline miami uh flower i also re-downloaded oh that's a good one too i love flower i beat down ps3 i, I got it for oh. free actually when i when i because did a ps4 port dude i even got journey which i can fucking just Ooh. go ahead and just like a stream yeah. from beginning to end too there you go but yeah, that's. I don't know. I think mine's pretty much. I got until dawn today, actually. Um, so I feel like go. I think that's gonna take up a good chunk of time. I got Borderlands Two, which is a perfect game for um, extra life. Oh yeah, you and I will probably play a little bit of Borderlands Two when we get around to like uh, when. That's just the thing. We need to really schedule a time like when that we want to try to play that co-op wise. Yeah. Um, I guess we can kind of work out. I don't know when you plan on starting your... Uh, I plan on starting, like, in the morning. I'm probably going to be waking up a little bit early just in order to try to uh, go ahead and just start streaming when I can. It could be, like, around 8 o'clock my time, which... Okay. For you, it's going to be, like, at least a couple hours more, maybe about 10 a.m. Well, I got I, like I told you oh, on the podcast, right, right. I got something I got to do in the morning at 9 o'clock, which is normally when I start. Um, oh, okay. So I'll probably be starting about the same time, maybe a little later than you. Okay. That's so I'll that'll just, work out. I'll just we can the Borderlands from like until you get back. Yeah, I've, we'll be in a party, party chat all day. I'm sure. So oh no, shit. No we can shit. work out stuff in there um, as we go. So that'd be pretty exciting, man. I I am so freaking pumped for this. I've been I've been excited for Extra Life since like May. So and, <laughs> like it's almost it, it's like it's as an adult for me right now. It's like the new Christmas when you're a kid. That's what it feels like to me. It does feel like Christmas because instead of us like getting like like all this and that and this and that, it's us literally helping kids that are mm-hmm. sick that need this money that need this uh, attention and stuff. Because without our help and like without our like raising the money and stuff, they don't have the necessary funds to get these shots to get these like type of hospital like uh, like you know treatments. Stays. There's all these treatments yeah. for various ailments and stuff they have and stuff it's it goes to a good cause and it makes all of us not just one person not just one group it just makes all of us as a whole like just feel good about it you know yeah yeah like it's it's a win-win we get the we get the, it's an excuse for us to play video games not only play video games play it for 24 hours straight and then oh, at the same boy. time we get to help kids so it's pretty great um we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast if you guys want to hear more or know more about it, you can check uh, check it out on extra-life.org. Mm-hmm. Um, go on there and 
just read into more about it what it's doing kind of like this isn't like i mean i understand some people might oh you're playing video games it's not a real thing but if you read the history and it's actually a really great article on forbes.com that came out today really uh with doc adams um jeremy adams aka doc adams uh who actually created it um talking about how it started and kind of what it's turned into um so i would check out forbes.com and look up um probably just type in extra life and it'll pop up i mean hell both of us have had a chance I think to play games and stuff with Doc, we mm-hmm. were on the message board where him and like some of the other like uh, guys that we know that are actually sometimes participate in the talking ship sort of like gamer nights as well. But uh, Sarcastic Gamer was a site that uh, a lot of us met for the first time. I mean, our mm-hmm. other former co-host Jake and uh, obviously Tyler, you and I, we would go onto their message boards and stuff. We listened to their podcasts. We listened to like. Uh, We've watched some of their parody videos on occasion, too, on the YouTube, but yep. we were mostly just on this message form from, like, 2008, 2009, upwards to, like, about 2012. Pretty much until it pretty much went away. It's pretty much until they all imploded, but that's another story. But yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get into that, because... No, no, but, I mean, from what it started off as, just kind of, it was a one-time thing for uh, Doc's friend, uh, Tori... Uh, he was hoping to ra- maybe raise ten thousand dollars for this Houston's uh, Children's Hospital. Yeah, ended up raising one hundred twenty thousand dollars in just a f- like I think it was only over like a month or so, and to now like last year it raised six point one million dollars, and I think last year was year six. I think versus years this is year six or seven. I can't remember. I think it's. I'm not too sure, man. I mean, it's it sounds right, like around seven years or so. Of this. Yeah, I think it was two thousand eight or nine. It started so from. What are you expecting to get ten thousand to get one hundred twenty thousand the first year, one hundred seventy thousand the second year? Yeah, I think it was two million the third year, four million the fourth year, and then I think the six point one million last year. So maybe this is the sixth year. I can't remember for sure, but I mean this thing's raised you know about fifteen million dollars or so in just a few short years. So it is and, incredible. And they said they're on pace to actually from what they were last year, they've already gone well over that. Like the majority of the money they make, I think it's like. 70% of the money they earn is actually, like, the day of yes. uh, Extra Life. And, like, the day after. Like, Saturday, Sunday is when they make all their money. Um, so, I think they're at... What was it? I think the count was... Uh, man, I think it was over... It was over a million, I'm, like, for sure. I can't remember where it was exactly. It might have been a couple million, even. So, I mean, this little, this silly little thing, playing video games, is it, it's, it's great cause. I mean... Uh, I know Jack's excited just before the podcast. Um, he got he got his he got he got his goal. He got a fifty dollar donation. Yeah. Um, so he's at his goal. I'm at my goal. Uh, I got my I got all my extra life shirts cleaned, ready to go. <laughs> They're hanging up. They're dry. There's I didn't wear them to work this week. I can't wait. Uh, it's it's just gonna be a fun thing wearing the extra life shirts on extra life self. Uh, I mean I'm I'm pumped. Uh, probably when this comes out, it's I, I'm we're planning on releasing this either late Friday night. Or um, sometime early Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so this should come out. So you guys might be able to hear this. Through, um, we might be playing games uh, for 24 straight hours while you're listening to this. Hopefully. It's quite uh, possible. <laughs> yeah. So I hope uh, you know, hope you guys check it out. I mean, it's like, not saying necessarily donate to me, but just check it out. Get the word out there. Um, if you want to join yourself, it's not too late. You can join the day of. Like I said, a lot of people make the majority of their money on during during the actual um, event itself. Uh, so you can join that way. You can spread the word out. If you see if you know friends doing it, 
uh, you are you know it's, uh, donate uh, just do whatever you can do to spread the word or help exactly. is great. Um, so yeah, like I said, extra-life.org. If you want to look into us, uh, just look up the, the group Talking Ship. Yep, we're on there. I'm Tyler Courtney. He is Gabe Bagno. Yep. So uh, just look us up on there, and if you like to donate, we greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, just spread the word. That's all we ask. Um, but let's go ahead. Uh, well, actually, we should probably mention. Um, you probably already figured this out, people, but we should probably mention Justin's not here this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, forgot to mention that part. How we long would. Did we it just take us until finally realize. Oh, hey, Justin isn't even here. Yeah, uh, about about ten minutes. I feel like it's ten um, minutes. <laughs> but he's always pretty good, man. He usually stays quiet until I introduce him. Yeah. So I mean, for the most, like, there's been a few times where you and me went on a tangent about something. It's five, six minutes in the podcast. He hasn't said a word yet. So he's so some of our listeners might believe he's just sitting here quietly, sitting next to me, waiting to like talk. A ghost. <laughs> he, yeah. Uh, but he is not here this week. Uh, he is uh, not feeling well, so uh, he will not be joining us this week, unfortunately. Uh, but we have to move on. We got a show to do. We got commitments we got to make. I'm paying for this bitch. I ain't skipping a week. <laughs> Plus, we're like, um, I forgot the the week's total, but we haven't missed a week in like Memorial Day 2014. Yeah. So we uh, have been one of the most consistent podcasts, I think. Yeah, for <laughs> people that don't get paid to do this, uh, that aren't big time. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I can't remember, but like, I even countered like when we'll get the hundred. We're fairly close. Well, actually, we got we got a ways to go, but we're past that. We're like sixty something episodes straight without missing a week. I think. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I was counting it up the other day. Uh, this is what I do with my free time, people. In case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the games we've been playing this week. Yeah. Uh, not a. Uh, did you want to start, or do you want me to go? You know what, Tyler? You go first, since I don't have too much to talk about for games play. Okay. Um, I don't either. Uh, the Tales of the Borderlands, I actually finished that this week. Um, I think I mentioned it last week. I was actually planning on saving these for Extra Life, but I decided to play... Uh, I, I thought I was only did the first two episodes. I actually did the first three episodes. I did the third episode. It got like a month ago or so. Yeah. Um, and I kind of held off on doing four and five until five came out. Five came out a couple weeks ago, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and I, I played episode four just because I was just... I was bored on Saturday or something like that, like right. Saturday morning. And I said, like, oh, I'll just play episode four and I'll do episode five here in Extra Life. And I f- flew through it, loved it. And then, like, next morning, I couldn't wait. I went ahead, uh, played episode five, and finished it. First platinum ever on uh, I PlayStation. I saw that last night because while I was checking out, like, some other, like, random people's profiles, it's like Shue Yoshida's, like, stuff, like I was talking mm-hmm. to you before our podcast even started. I checked yours and uh, Justin's just be just for the kicks and stuff. Justin has one that I see. I forget the. It's name. Walking Dead, right? Yes, it's Walking Dead. <laughs> yep. Both of you have platinumed the point and click things. Justin with the Walking Dead, you with Tales of the Borderlands. Like, holy yep. shit, he is actually platinum something. Yeah. I look at the uh, trophies. It's like, okay, go through chapter this, go through chapter that. It's like, oh my god, really? What? Yeah, they're they're easy trophies. It's not like a trophy to be proud about, like. I beat the game. It's really all it is. Well, how you got a platinum uh, for some dude? 100% completing there? I'm, yeah, I'm happy. Well, there's a couple other games I got uh, 100% on, but they don't have platinums. Like Child of Light and um, Never Alone. I got platinum. I, I bought 100% of those, but yeah. there's no platinum uh, for those games for some reason. Um, but no, I, uh, I I finished it up. Uh, it's You could probably... 
you can get the whole season now, and you could probably get it for a decent, for decently cheap. I think. Well, maybe not decently cheap, but I think the first episode's free now, and you could probably buy the rest of them for the five bucks normal, so twenty bucks. Um, I think twenty bucks for this series is great. Oh yeah, this is by far the best Telltale has ever done. Really, for a game, yeah, like. I, I put Walking Dead Season 1 as like number ten nine or 10 on my Game of the Generation uh, list we did a couple of years ago. Um, and this is far and away better. Um, I, sto- I mean, it's from better than Walking Dead emotional... And I mean, but it's hard to compare because they're so different. Yeah. Like, Walking Dead, it's the first I've ever, first time I ever played the Telltale's games. The first it was kind of ever played for that. Um and it was so unique and really cool. Right. And this story was amazing and a very emotional story um, that they told. Um, and at this point, like, I, people have heard me bitch about Telltale for months on this. Uh, <laughs> about, about just, like, about certain things to do. Um, but with this, like, I, I, it kind of renewed my love for, like, kind of what I loved about Tell with, with Walking Dead. Like, Walking Dead Season 2, I didn't like it all that much. Mm-hmm. It ended well. It started great. The middle, I didn't like uh, Game of Thrones is picked up a little bit as of late. Um, episode six, which is the last episode, comes out I believe on the twentieth or something of November. It's like two weeks. Um, but recently, the last few episodes of Game of Thrones and uh, Tale, uh, Tales of the Borderlands have just kind of renewed my love for Borderlands or uh, for Tell uh, for Telltale games. Yes, and also Borderlands. I've been playing a lot of Borderlands too this week. Um, Trying to catch up with Gabe or Jack. I'm at level 14 now, so I think we're close to levels. <laughs> I think we're actually pretty close right now. All right, if you can, let me know what level you're at. I'll try to catch I, up to you. I think I'm around 14 or 15. Not sure. Okay, so we might be at the same point. Uh, yeah. I was looking at trophies, trying to figure out where you were. Um, but no, with with Tales of the Borderlands, it's just it's legitimately one of the funniest things in entertainment I've ever played. Like movie wise. Um, Music wise, video game. I mean, for video games, it's probably the funniest game I've ever played. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, there's been some games that have had some funny moments here and there, but from just kind of like a constant stream of just funny joke after funny joke after funny joke after funny joke. And they're obviously not obvious one. Like, every joke was pretty much funny. Some, you know, different levels. Like, there's, there was multiple times in episode four and five. I laughed out loud. <laughs> and I don't laugh out loud a lot from like movies, like in TV shows and stuff like that. Like, it's very hard to get me to laugh sometimes, um, and like you know, for for entertainment. And I was constantly laughing my ass off at this, uh, and and the story was really well told. Really, actually, there's actually some kind of some sad moments with some of these characters, and you actually felt kind of sad when you know. Spoiler. One or two of them could possibly die in in this uh, game, huh. and when when a couple of them, when there's some moments, man, when some of them do, and it's just like, man, fuck, that sucks, man. That really sucks. Like I wasn't crying, but it was just kind of like you're kind of you're bummed. It like it hits you. Um, so for a game that's really funny, but like, it just kind of hits you on every level, where they can bring you down and they can bring you to the highest of highs, um, as far as just kind of like emotional swings uh, can go. Um, but man, I, f- I fucking love this game. It's probably going to be one of my game of the years when this is all, all said and done. Wow. 2015. Um, it might be pretty high on that game of the year list, quite honestly. Um, but man, I loved it. Uh, it, it helps, I think, if you play them close together. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I remember I played one and two, like when they first came out 
then episode three came out um, and I played that last month and I forgot a lot of stuff that happened but playing four and five playing three basically three four and five in the, like the last month and especially playing four and five in the 24 hour span definitely helps with the comedy because it plays off all the things that happen um, like a lot of stuff like I like one of my favorite characters is actually uh, the loader bot in this game and he just has so many like it's kind of it's just a it's a it's like it's a robot so it's like a serious character but like the, like the deadpan jokes that this character has is just great like I that thing got me laughing so many times and then like there's another robot and I forget I forget its name uh, but it's just like it doesn't like understand like it's just like hey be quiet okay I will I'll be quiet and like it yells it and it's just like stupid things like that like it just got me like those two characters like I love those two characters it's like Timon and Pumbaa of Lion King like just those two characters are excellent I love them uh, but no I tell the world man like if you like the Telltale games I, I and if you like Borderlands if you like either or I think this is great like they they captured Borderlands perfectly wow um, for what I mean the, the, the art style the, the world there's actually they do a really great job of like this is like an actually when you do do some gameplay parts of it it's actually really fun huh like there's not a lot of gameplay, don't get me wrong, but like there's like the, the like episode five, there is some gameplay stuff, and it's really fun, and it's fun and like I I didn't like some of the stuff like in like Walking Dead or like Game of Thrones, some of the stuff is just like walk here, go grab this thing. It's it, they do a good job of in between stuff with like the dialogue and everything and just the world where they kind of keep you engaged the entire time and interested. Well, some of those other ones it's just kind of like you're just kind of walking through this mundane world. There's not a lot going on. This one. You're constantly engaged. I'm never bored. Um, I was bummed when it was over. I don't know if there's going to be... They're not calling this season one. So I don't know if there's going to be more to this. But I really do hope there is. Because like, I, I love this. I hope there's more I hope there's more to these characters. Um, well, maybe. They, you know, Tyler, it's it's a good thing maybe to think about. Possibly these characters could return in some form. Possibly in sort of uh, Borderlands 3 whenever that does come out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering when Borderlands 3 is probably going to happen. Um, They've... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Gearbox has all but said they're working on the next big. They're pretty much working on Borderlands. Yep. Uh, Battle Battleborns, they're obviously is the main thing right now. But I think uh, I, Borderlands Three is probably going to happen in the next few years. It's going to be probably uh, a 2017 game. That's what I'm thinking. At the earliest, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I mean, I, I just wonder if they're going to take some of the stuff that happens in this story because um, they most of the story takes place after Borderlands Two. Yeah, or it takes it takes place after Borderlands Two. Uh, so I wonder if this going inter- to interact at all with uh, this. But no, I like I said, love this game. Uh, check it out. I think episode one's free, so there's no reason not to at this mm-hmm. point. Um, I guarantee if you're a fan of either or, you're going to love this. Um, even if you're not, I mean, it helps if you're a fan of Borderlands. Some of the jokes and some of the, oh, yeah. it has Handsome Jack in it. Uh, so <laughs> being, being known Handsome Jack, some of the jokes, like they even bring back the Diamond Pony. From Borderlands 2, which I love that. So it helps a lot if you if you actually, I would say if you maybe not play it so much if you if you haven't played Borderlands, it might help. If you, you probably need to play Borderlands before you play this. But um, like that's really it. Like I said, I played a lot of Borderlands 2 this week. Uh, pretty much it. I think I told I think I I know I told you, but I got until dawn. Yeah. Uh, today I haven't got a chance to play it yet. Dude, um, I, like a, you know what's kind of funny? I actually got the Until Dawn like uh, theme last night off of PSN. Nice, <laughs> dude. Have you have you like uh, actually checked it out, dude? It's really cool. It's one of those dynamic themes, and the whole Ooh. thing is the background. It's like a, an hourglass, 
with snow just showering down with those characters like at the bottom. Oh, I'll it's check really it out. Cool. I have uh, right now. I'm currently rocking the Doctor Who uh, uh, dynamic oh, theme. Gosh, I forgot about that Dude, too. It's pretty sweet. The only downside is they don't have the Doctor Who theme song, oh. so it's just a regular uh, PlayStation music. Oh, I also like the Last of Us uh, dynamic theme because they actually play the the Last of Us music. Um, well, see, I've been using a lot of like uh, I when I got uh, Dishonored for last August and stuff for uh, you know yeah when I, when I got that and stuff I got the dynamic theme of uh, Dishonored with that and it looks nice and all that I had uh, but last night I went through and I got the Spectre 007 thing for my PS4 then Until Dawn check out the Spectre thing didn't quite like it as much so yeah Until Dawn it just looks cool I thought <laughs> but uh, well, yeah they also have the uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. They all got a free dynamic theme for playing the the uh, beta for that, so you should probably oh, check that well, out. Oh, I forgot about that, too. Oh, and I've actually, um, uh, I have Gamefly for right now. I got a deal for get it for a month for a dollar, oh, two games at a time. Cool. I'm actually getting uh, Black Ops 3 next next week sometime. That is awesome. Gamefly. How much is that for a month, though, like Gamefly? Um, I think it's like $16 for one game at a time or $23 for two games at a time. Huh. It's expensive, but not really a bad deal. I mean, so sixteen dollars for like a game a month, or pretty much. You, well, you get one game at a time. Oh, for a month, and then um, yeah, then there's twenty three dollars for two games at a time a month. So not a bad deal. Like pretty much, I've got. I think I've got. Uh, I got Yoshi's Woolly World, Super Mario Maker, uh, Until Dawn, and Black Ops Three, and I still have a week left. I, I have to cancel it before like the fourteenth or something uh-huh. like that. Like next. Sunday, I think next Saturday, I had to cancel it. So, and I still, so I probably have enough time to get another game or two. So that's not not bad. I got four pretty much brand new games for a dollar. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I hope that we'll. I'll probably be talking about that quite a bit next week. Uh, I'll probably have a chance to. I'll probably have until dawn beaten next week. I'll probably I'll be playing that a lot during extra life. Um. Moving on to uh, Justin, we've been playing. <laughs> oh, Tony's going to talk for Justin. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Cool. So, yeah. Good job, Tony. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was Tony's... Short and sweet. That's Tony's riveting performance of what he played in the corner this day. <laughs> yes. Uh, he humped a, a stuffed, stuffed teddy bear. Oh. And then he then he took a 12-hour nap. That's what he just said. <laughs> Um, I speak cat. I'm like Doctor Who, uh, but he speaks horse um, and baby. Yes. More impressive. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Jack, what have you? What have you been playing, buddy? Well, I've been playing a mixture of stuff like normal. Let's see. I went through last night and uh, I downloaded the Super Mario Maker update because it went live last night. And uh, a lot of the things that they added on, they added on checkpoints to levels. I haven't experimented with them yet. But what I did do is, when I checked out a video online today for Game Explained, apparently when you're creating a Mario Maker like uh, level, if you try using those little doors and stuff to go from one place to another, it actually has it to where if you, like with your stylus, if you like like click you know like a tap on that door enough times, that tall skinny Mario, that pixelated eight bit Mario and stuff, is gonna pop out and land for the door, and then all of a sudden it'll just shut the door. <laughs> If you do that enough times, like with a random like games, like say like Mario, Super Mario Brothers, or Mario World, or even Mario Three and New Super Mario Brothers U, he'll come out in different sizes, in different costumes. Like say for New Super Mario Brothers U, he'll come out as like 
Ice Mario or even like uh, <laughs> like the Squirrel Mario suit. It looks it looks cool though, but it's kind of creepy too because that whole skinny Mario things. There's even a part where he'll actually come out as like uh, with a skinny Yoshi as well. In oh, eight bit, it's fucking creepy as hell. But yet I like it. Ski- it's a cool Easter egg, but skinny Mario grosses me out. So skinny Mario's is freaking weird because it, it just pops up randomly when you're playing a, like a course or something like for the mm-hmm. original Mario Brothers set to where if you knock off a mushroom or something or you hit a mushroom there's like a small chance you'll get a skinny one you'll get the skinny Mario and it's just tall and lanky he looks mm-hmm. he reminds me a bit of like a pixelated Michael Jackson dude oh god that makes it worse <laughs> the way he's it, just like tall and lanky with like it just looks so odd I expect now. I want somebody to now. I want somebody to remake the Michael Jackson game for Sega Genesis. <laughs> make remake that game as Super Mario Maker level and give me the skinny Mario. There's probably somebody hard at work at doing that too. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just imagining like a creepy pasta now of Mario, <laughs> like some sort of bizarre world where it's like, oh yeah, the skinny Mario is the bad guy. Um, but uh, other than that, I went through my Vita checklist yesterday, which means I went onto my PlayStation account, I checked up my download QA, and I saw, because I was really curious about something, I was wondering, because I've been looking across the crowd the past couple days, like what Vita games that are available that I have that I could still play, like quality games, there's a lot of indie titles that I've downloaded because of PlayStation Plus, but uh, there's a lot of full games that PlayStation Plus offer two at a time. Like, say, like, Uncharted Golden Abyss, Gravity Rush, like, Wipeout 2048, and, like, all these other various games. Even Dragon's Crown and, like, Muramasa Rebirth. It's basically the almost the entirety of, like, say, the good games on the Vita I actually have through PlayStation Plus. <laughs> and that's, that's not even counting some of the indie titles that I actually paid for at the time when I bought them for like the ps4 like hotline miami fez mm-hmm. dude i even have broken age i have broken oh, nice. age for free that i gotten through ps and i think of like a couple months back and i have it for ps4 that was actually that was just last month actually yeah, yeah exactly that i have for vita too which is really crazy nice. to me that we have this type of quality of games that you can play on the go if you choose to i mean i can understand that people don't want like to play it on the vita because they can just easily play it on a pc or a PS4 or an Xbox One, but yeah. the main purpose was just because I've been listening to a bunch of stuff where it's like, okay, the Vita and the 3DS libraries, they're two different type of, like, uh, things. Like, Nintendo has their exclusive, Sony has their games and stuff like that, but in terms of actual, like, content where it comes to, like, say, a lot of great, like, uh, well-established games... There are some things you can only get on the Vita to where it's like, oh, okay. Okay, this is actually kind of fun, kind of worthwhile in terms of, uh, in comparison to some some games that you would find on the 3DS. They both yeah. have great games, but what I'm talking about is just the aspect of sometimes gamers do not... They have this natural, like, like preconception that the, th- that the Vita has no games. <laughs> but uh, it's... It's just like a long-winded type of thing. But where I'm getting at with this is I was checking out my download QA for my Vita. I went through and I downloaded... I downloaded a couple of stuff, but I started playing... And this is going to be a little bit of a retro thing tied in, too. I started playing Final Fantasy VII, a PlayStation classic. 
that I've had on my QA thing since it first came out on the PS3 through their various <laughs> stuff. But the thing about it is, the Vita is very good when it comes to actual PSP ports and like regular PlayStation ports. Because you can go ahead, you can manipulate some of the control aspect, you can have like dual sticks, say for Peace Walker, if you really wanted to. But since then, I, I have forgotten how you actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I started playing a bit of Final Fantasy because I was on a kick for about a good solid month where I was just playing a, a lot of Theat Rhythm Curtain Call for my 3DS, and I started getting into the music aspect of... Uh, not only Final Fantasy VII, but Final Fantasy X as well. <laughs> so, last month when I did get Final Fantasy X, I got it for like uh, my PS4. Maybe I'll play a little bit of that in Extra Life as well. But for Final Fantasy VII, I started off, and I have not, I kid you not, I've had this game for years, physical and digital, but yet I've never completely beat it the entire way. Which, it sounds preposterous to a lot of gamers, too, because if they've grown up in the era, and I was there, too, there were specific games I played as a kid that I did not have access to because I was not interested in those type of games. The late to the, you know, the mid to late 90s, I was not into RPGs as much as, say, I was, say, when I was in high school or even when I graduated. So I missed yeah. the bandwagon when it was for Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And eight for me. Well, Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine—I should say, really. Because <laughs> yeah. technically, the first Final Fantasy game, Tyler, that I ever played was Final Fantasy ten on PS two. Oh wow! That was the first one. I've only honestly ever played Final Fantasy one, two, and three. So. Oh, one, two, and three. You mean like? Uh... <laughs> well, the Japanese three actually on DS. Oh yeah, that's right. That one's a pretty, pretty hard that one game. too. Like, it was so hard. Well, <laughs> I lost so many hours. I died so many well, times. That's the thing, though. Final Fantasy V is actually a better version of three. <laughs> they have they don't have as many characters, obviously, but the job class things is almost nearly the same. Just a lot more classes, a lot more options. It's fun. But uh, anyway, I'm to the point right now where I've passed through, like I think the second boss or something like that. I just met up with Eris uh, or something last night. And I, I, you know what, I know that it, this is a game that released in 97. I already know that this character dies. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Well, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, dude, it's just kind of funny. It's like a 20, it's almost like a 20-year-old fucking game. But, dude, they're making a remake of it, man. You can't spoil that stuff. I was planning on playing it in 2019 when they, re when they re released it. <laughs> I know that's a lot. But anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to play that again. <laughs> No, but uh, when I was, uh, that's just the thing. I'm not too sure if I'm even going to play that remake when it comes out. And so I really wanted to play through the original one because I wanted to actually get the authentic feel of the game before they mess up a lot of the aspects of the <laughs> remake. I don't trust today's yeah. Square Saw. I mean, Square Enix. Yeah, I don't either. So much. Ah, well, I, mean, I never really was a big Square Enix fan, though. I'm cautious. Outside of Kingdom Hearts, like that's, that's pretty much all. I'm cautiously optimistic about Kingdom Hearts three, and also for mm -hmm. Final Fantasy fifteen. However, it's yeah. like Final Fantasy thirteen was a major disappointment for a lot of gamers. I love the gameplay well, of it. I love the battle system. You said get past those first forty hours, and it was pretty sweet for the last ten. Uh, yeah, that's just the main problem. I know I've talked about this before too, but if you 
if you make a game and it's like 12 hours of like tutorial, then all of a sudden you wait until four hours in or so until you actually get to the main beef of the game, that's a problem. That's what Destiny sort of had too, in my honest opinion. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I love the materia system so far because what you can do in Final Fantasy VII is you collect things called materia where you could, it sort of acts as sort of like a place for like magic to where you can equip them onto various weapons and onto like accessory items. Like, say, I have a, I have an accessory thing called, like, a Titan Bangle or something like that, where I have it on Cloud, I can put, like, little materia things, I have them, like, do, like, ice magic, or even, like, thunder magic, or even do, like, a little bit of restore, like, you know, cure stuff, and I believe it levels up for how much you've actually used it, level, you know, defeat enemies and stuff. So, upon, like, other type of Japanese RPG stuff, it's, it's random battles, it's turn-based. It's it has the ATB system, the active time battle system, and so basically what that is for people who are not too aware of that. Back in the day when RPGs were just like turn-based stuff, a game like Final Fantasy IV came out to where it had a fighting system to where, in order for you to like execute a turn, you had to wait for a meter to fill up all the way until it was completely full for your character to do an attack. So in Final Fantasy VII, it's sort of like that as well. But the thing about it is you also fill up another bar, which acts as, say, like a limited, like a, a limited, like, breaker. That's, I think, what that's what it's called or something. To where you can, like, do a super attack with your characters. So right now, like, a Cloud has this limited, like, a limit move called Bravier, like Braver or something like that, to where he'll do, like, a super attack on an enemy. And it was kind of funny, because the last boss I faced, which was at the, the Mako, like, 5 reactor, I think it's called, I was facing off against this robot boss, and uh, it's a whole thing where, right in the middle of battle, I'm, like, right behind the robot as, like, Cloud, and all of a sudden I do this, like, it's limited, like, a uh, move, and I do, like, about 600 damage to the damn thing and just nice. disable it. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I leveled up a little bit, too. I was, like, at level 10 for Cloud, and I think that was a little bit more than you needed. But, uh, yeah, right now I'm past the point where I just got done, like, meeting Eris for the first time, and uh, we're uh, just about to, like, right at her, like, house or something like that. But, uh, yeah, other than that, though, that's pretty much what I have been playing. <laughs> okay. Very cool. We're, we'll probably spend a lot of time when we've been playing next week, yes, we I imagine. We'll be playing a lot of stuff. Um, but we'll kind of move on to the topics, I guess. There's not really a lot. Uh, quite honestly, the topics we have are pretty much left over from last week we didn't get to. Except for, like, maybe, uh, like, one that... One of them, yeah. Well, I can go into a little bit of the topic of what... Uh, well, I'll go into it a little bit here. You know how Xbox has their games with gold program, right? Well, now mm -hmm. earlier on this week, they decided to announce that not only does Xbox One users get like their two like free Xbox One games, but they're going to be putting out two 360 games a month to where you can actually get four free games on your Xbox One during a month, where two of them are Xbox One, two of them are Xbox 360 games. That mm -hmm. is awesome, and that's crazy in my opinion. Because not only do you have... And not only do you have, like, games that are pretty much for free, you could get, like, all these good classic... You probably could get possibly some good classic games from the 360 library. I mean, obviously the first ones they're going to be doing here is with Dirt 3. That was kind of a little bit mixed, from what I remember, from reviews. Something Ten years else as ago. well. 
But uh, I really like the move. Why? Because for people who are investing inside of an Xbox One this holiday season, they want to have as many games as possible to try out and to play because the worst thing that you can do when you have a console that you buy for the first time, it doesn't matter whether or not it's an Xbox One, a PS4, a Wii U, or whatever the hell it is, you want to play something on it. Mm -hmm. And what is the best way in order for people to play something on it is if you make available for free, you know, all these random games. So for, say, anybody who has a 360 and they're thinking about getting an Xbox One, well, here you go. You have a couple 360 games that you can play on it. You you probably have already pre-ordered or possibly got, like, Gears of War or even are jumping on the Fallout 4 pre-order bonus of Fallout 3, you know? So yep. that way you have some credible games to play as you're waiting for things like Halo 5, like Rise <laughs> of the Tomb Raider, waiting for next year for the exclusives. It really is appealing. I like it. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you don't have... Uh, a new console yet PS4 Xbox One I, it's hard to argue why you should get a uh, PS4 more than Xbox One I think Xbox One right now is clear like the, the they have better bundles I think right now where there's multiple bundles out there There's I've seen some really great deals on like Amazon's having like buy an Xbox One get two free games with it plus like you mentioned you get four free games a month mm. plus if you have a pre, you had a 360 you have an instant game collection if you still have your games or you bought a lot of games digitally um, also the EA access thing is huge oh, yeah. too, where for five bucks a month, or I think it's like 30 bucks a year or something, you can get EA access. Oh yeah. You could play games five, five days earlier. You can, you can buy them digitally or you can just play them for 10 hours before they're, uh, before it's released. Yeah. Um, case of example, also, case of example, you can actually play a game like Dragon Age Inquisition. You can mm-hmm. subscribe it's to free that. on there. It's free on there. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Titan falls on yep. there. Uh, I think just added Battlefield Hardline, which wasn't that great. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like that kind of game, but it's it wasn't that great it either. A, yeah, it's nothing to rave home about. But if it's you know if it's on there, pick, pick it up, play play it. I think, but no, I mean no, it's just like, and especially if you're a three sixty, you're a three sixty person. Like it's just I can't I can't argue against getting an Xbox One. Like obviously for like me, I've had a PS4. Don't really have the money to get an Xbox One. Yeah, but don't really have the need for one right now either. But like I said, if you don't have a console, like what's i can't think of a outside of like uncharted 4 or bloodborne there's really no big selling point for the ps4 of the xbox one at this point at this point yes and another thing that uh, i actually discovered like about last night too when i was listening to random podcasts and stuff sony in general has not released any type of major first party game this year besides a remake of like uncharted collection there was like a second party thing from like Bloodborne and stuff like that, but yeah. the thing is they haven't had any type of new releases because they are possibly saving for a massive stuff for the next year. But uh, when it comes to like backwards compatibility, if Sony, if they had that same thing for like their PlayStation, like PS3 things and the PS4, which I hear the only reason why is because of maybe emulation issues because mm-hmm. of, like, the whole chipset for the PS3 and the PS4 and stuff like that, this would this would have been potentially a huge money thing for them as well. I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, I have a bunch of games that are from, like, PlayStation Plus and from what I bought on the PS3 that I can't even play on my PS4 because of this bullshit. 
you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised. I mean, maybe maybe physically it doesn't work, but I'm surprised they, like... I, I'm not surprised, I guess, with PlayStation Now, they're really focused on that, but um, almost like they haven't... I'm surprised they haven't... I, I'm cur- I want to see the numbers on the PlayStation Now. I'm like, is that thing breaking even? Are they making money off that well, thing? Well, they just recently added, like, it? about 100 or so, like, new games on PlayStation Now, so somebody's yeah, got to be you... buying them. Rent. Yeah, they're all cap. They're pretty much all Capcom games, though. Like, I mean, they're not not to discredit that, but there's nothing like super major. Like, they have like Resident Evil Six. Well, they got the Uncharted games on, on there too. Uncharted's on there, but I mean, they just released a collection. Um, but I mean, really, those are the biggest games on there. I, there's just so many games on the PS3 and PS2 that they. Could, it's almost like when you look at like Nintendo with their when they release their games, for, their old games. It's just like. There's so many great games you guys can't release. You're just not doing it for some weird reason. And I understand you want to release this stuff out slowly, but you got 20 years of back catalog games, first party, and I'm sure you can you can get some people out there to help you release you know, the third party yeah. games on there. And it seems like they're going for for something that is a streaming device that's a subscription based. I feel like you need to get more stuff out there on a right. regular basis. I mean, the main reason I believe that Sony had not even considered doing that with the PS4 is because when they acquired Gaikai and stuff and that whole streaming service that that had to begin with, the PlayStation Now stuff, that sounded like a good idea, renting all these like random like PS3 games and stuff like that. But the thing is, I hardly yeah. hear anything about that from gamers like actually going nope. forth and playing that stuff. It may actually possibly make some sort of benefit from them, but... At the same time, why do that? Well, you could just, like, uh, say, pay for the stuff that you want to play. Because here's the thing. Mostly what people play on the PS4 right here are, like, a lot of the third-party games, which are made to assume they are they are best played on the PS4. I mean, you have Destiny. You have the Star Wars Battlefront thing that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Black Ops 3, which releases tonight and stuff. They yep. have... Sony has done a good job in marketing on how... Like uh, the appeal and how it sort of looks like in like the eyes of like the gamer and the casual consumer that the PS4 is that console to go to. That uh, yeah. now people are assuming, oh, hey, if I if it's Call of Duty, I got to get it on my PlayStation. You know. Yeah, they've done a great job of getting like they're like they're a great way of not sure how I want to word it, but. Making it seem like they're the better place to play when they're really not the better place. Like they're getting those big third-party games games out there and making them like look like they're almost like their PS PlayStation exclusives when they're not. But or getting like PlayStation like you get the Call of Duty map packs a month before uh, on PS4 and you do Xbox One. They're doing marketing wise that they're really doing a great job. I think for making up on their issues with with lack okay. of games. I think 2016 is going to be a huge year for them. Oh, yeah. Um, Not only with their PlayStation VR. I mean, I have my doubts yeah. about it, but at the same time, that's a huge thing that Sony's going to be going into. Plus the whole thing for like, uh, oh gosh. Oh gosh, what is that game? Horizon? Yeah. Horizon's coming out next Possibly year. Uh, Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4, definitely. is coming out next yeah, year. Uh, Plus, I'm sure we're probably missing a couple. But, I'm not too sure about their ports uh, though of like Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. I think that's 2017. But uh, oh, the remake. Yeah, who knows when that's coming? They've talked about. Although it really says they mentioned they're making it. Um, but I, I think next year. I mean, it seems like they're building everything. One next year's gonna be a huge year for them. Uh, but I, I like this. I, I'd like to see that. I mean, I understand you know because PS4 and the PS3 are. I'm not. I'm not a tech guy, but I know the. The inner, the insides of them are yes. very much different. It's not like 
It's not as easy with the Xbox One 360 where you just put the disc in. It's they're so different. Oh no! Um, but the thing is about it is that Microsoft actually went through their hardware and effort, and they found a way to emulate these 360 games. Yeah, um, but I, I would like to think that they can the with the PS4 they can at least like digitally be able to give you these PS3 games. Yes. Uh, you know, if like you bought these games digitally, you could you can now like now it's for free on PS4, and they've done a good job with it so far with like. Flower. If you bought it on PS3, uh, I mentioned it earlier. I got it. For, I bought it on PS3, so I got it for free on PS4. Uh, Journey. Uh, if you bought it on PS3, yeah. you got it for PS4. They, they, uh, You're very much right the, about the that cross buy stuff has been excellent. They're doing a really great job with that. Like with the V, like dude, um, with the PS Plus games, it's like Hotline Miami was free on PlayStation Plus uh, for Vita, but it's actually on for free on PS3, Vita, and PS4. Uh, oh, even a good other case, an example. I downloaded Zim Pinball 2 last night because I played that a lot on my PS3. Mm-hmm. All the boards that I had in the PS3, I can play on my PS4. Yeah. I love that. I'm, st- I'm still pissed because <laughs> I bought all those levels on 360. I had every single <laughs> level. I spent like $50 and I bought every board on that damn game and I can't play. I don't want. I don't have the heart to buy everything again. Dude, um, I mean, I love it though because I can actually play Zim Pinball 2 and those all those tables either on my Vita or my PS4. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy when... I love that way, the way that uh, Sony has allowed you to do that. Because even a $20 game like Journey, $15, $20 game, mm-hmm. I, I got mine for free because I spent that money on the PS3, and now I can actually, you know, go through again. Yeah. Well, you didn't get it for free, but you got you didn't have to rebuy it. I didn't have to rebuy yeah. it. Yeah. That's the good part. It's kind of like free because you bought it years ago, so... But the, <clears> thing, <throat> the thing about it is, for, uh, for people who... Oh man, for this whole uh, backwards compatibility thing, even for like the Xbox One, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, for people who already have the large extents of like a 360 library, we will know like by next week which games are going to be what else is going to be compatible with the console as well. I mean, we already mm-hmm. have a clear cut list of what games are actually backwards compatible now, from the original Gears of War to like live arcade games like Banjo Kazooie. Like uh, Viva Pinata and all this other stuff. Mass Effect is a big one. Yeah, they're not going to be really making Mass Effect anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's... I've actually been highly thinking about it too. Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two, Mass Effect Three. If all those are compatible, I may just get that damn thing and just have it on my Xbox One. <laughs> God damn, man, I want to play those games again. Remake those, please. Yes, I can't believe I'm saying that, but remake them. It's so it's so funny, but for games like Mass Effect Trilogy, that is a big one right there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, move. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, couple couple games actually got delayed over the last week or so. Uh, one just got yeah. delayed today as a recording. Uh, but Mirror's Edge Catalyst went from I think February twenty fourth is our February. I don't remember the date. I think it's May twenty fourth now. Is the new date? Uh, uh, rumored date to be to be released. And Battleborn, which was looking about February 9th, is now coming out May third. Uh, I think that may be for the best, though, for both of those games. Yeah, so uh, these, those both games are supposed to come out in Febu- February. I looked at the list. This is just the games that have dates so far. I'm going to go month by month. And I'm not, not, not going to say them all. I'm going to uh, just pick out the big ones. But January okay. 2016, uh, hey, Hyrule Warriors Legends for 3DS. The Witness. Um, what was yeah. the other one? Amplitude is coming out that month. Uh, February, um, you got XCOM 2, Firewatch, Mighty Number no. 9, 
uh, Street Fighter V, Deus Ex, Mankind oh. Divided, Far Cry Primal, which is Deus Ex and Far Cry come out the same day. So moving out of February, not a bad idea for those two games. Holy uh, crap, you got like three big games right then and of itself with Street Fighter V, Far Cry Primal, and like... Uh... Deus Ex. Deus Ex? Yeah. Yep. And then, now I can understand why they bumped it up. Yeah, well, then, like I said, my number nine, been waiting on that game. People waiting on the game forever, so that's coming out. Oh, yeah. For PC Gamers, XCOM 2. March, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division, the new Hitman game, and Uncharted 4, and then Killer Instinct Season 3. Uh, mm-hmm. April, we're getting Quantum Break and Dark Souls 3. Oh, my God, I can't wait for that month. Uh, May that is cool. Yeah. May is Battleborn and Mirror's Edge. And then June is No Man's Sky. Well, hopefully it comes out June. Yeah, well, it's they said June. I, but looking at this list, just in the first half of the year, there's like at least five games on there that I like. There's three or four that are definitely day one purchases, and there's probably another yeah. three or four that I really like I'm interested in playing. Uh, so, I mean, the first year, half of the year is packed. So moving out, like February is... There's five pretty big games coming out that month, so moving out of February mm-hmm. is probably a great idea. Uh, May is usually a slow month, anyways. So January is using a slow month as well, you know. Yeah, that's just like a dead zone following from uh, December and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's more stuff's gonna get delayed and more stuff's gonna get announced. That's just what we know yeah. of um, here in early November. So it's only it's probably gonna get bigger as we go. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's just I mean, it sucks if you want to play those games like I. I have mixed. I'm, I'm. I am cautiously optimistic about Mirror's Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battleborn. I actually got into the uh, the alpha or the beta. I can't remember. I can't talk about it, but I got into it. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> but both those games. I mean, there's a big fanfare around those. Uh, so you know, it sucks, but it's probably you know it's. I, I can't remember the quote from um, from Shigeru Miyamoto, but it's you know I think we talked about it before, but. It's like a bad game is uh, the delayed game is always remembered that comes out good is always remembered as a great game, um, but like a bad game is always a, or a broken game is bad always a broken forever. game. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look at the quote one day. Um, I keep forgetting it, but no, not like I said, not a bad idea to get delayed. Um, whether the, whether it was because of the, the looking at the schedule or just they need the time or not, it's it's a smart idea. Uh, but moving on to pretty much what's our last topic. Like I said, there's not a lot going on in the last week or so. Gaming people, I mean, there's so many games coming out nowadays. Nobody has any news to talk about. Uh, Very true. But um, Atlas Two uh, released a teaser. Or Atlas Two was announced. There was a te- teaser trailer revealed. It was very short. Not a lot of detail out of it. We got a flaming upside down cross. Uh, but that is coming out um, next fall. So fall yeah. 2016. So I imagine October or something. Um, but yeah, that uh, man, we spent a lot of time in this podcast in our time over, you know, since we've been doing this, raving yeah, about Outlast. Thing, man, Outlast was a surprise hit for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was not expecting this game at all when I was playing through games last year. The only way I was exposed to it, like I've explained before, I was on a trip. My friends and I were playing it. We're messing around. It was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> for what it was, and it's really rare nowadays where you have a game that's like survival horror that's actually decent, actually have some good amount of jump scares, and it's actually legitimately fun to go through and play. You yeah, know? 
it gets a lot of those trope things right where you're powerless as a player and stuff like that going through trying to escape and try to survive and this and that it makes me more excited about the sequel but it also makes me think what in the world are they going to be doing for a sequel because everything else was pretty much tied in well, like, kind of finished in terms of like uh the whistleblower dlc i haven't played it yet but yeah i i imagine because in the end i can't remember exactly what happened i think he does escape though at the end uh no he died he, he died never mind spoiler alert, for, yeah, yeah, spoiler alert he, he, he's dead <laughs> uh you're the guy who plays dies um i mean they could do their own separate thing you can play off the character from whistleblower um huh. there's things you can do um with that i imagine i mean you can just do like a whole new thing which would be fine with it. You don't necessarily need to tie it into the old one. I'm um, just imagining what the setting is going to be. I mean, they had like a freaking insane asylum they went through. Yeah, know? I mean, this one is looking more... I was thinking they're going to go more like uh, with the Flaming Cross. I'm like, oh god, are they going like something south? Like maybe like some weird creepy town in the south. And then well, it's an upside some, down there's... cross. So I'm wondering, it's got to be something Ooh. more satan- so it's satanic. Oh boy. Uh, it probably... It could very much deal with the deep south, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's just an assumption, though. Where it may not be in the deep south, but it probably could be at some sort of maybe some sort of cult. I mean, in, throughout that game, they had like some form of like uh, various like cult-ish type of things inside that whole yeah. game aspect. What they could potentially do is possibly like have the character or something investigating like some sort of uh, some sort of farm or some sort of like field, some acre things, and it couldn't. It could be maybe more open in terms of like say the gameplay exploration-ish type of way. Yeah, maybe you're going through like a farm or a haunted like house or whatever the hell, instead of like say an insane asylum. Yeah, it may take a lot of the mystery aspect though out of it. But at the same time, the creepiness with like people chasing you from this point to that point, it leaves a lot of questions that I'm asking and potentially getting excited about. Yeah, if done well, you can make just about any environment very creepy, whether it's outdoor or indoor. I do like the kind of claustrophobic feel of the asylum in Outlast. One, um, that's the thing. If it matches like a lot of the various like helplessness and stuff, and the the and the sort of like borderline disturbing things inside Outlast, it's already going to be one of those types of games where it's going to be memorable. Yep. As long as it doesn't delve too far into like various shit, you know, because there's only so much you can go down like a dark road and stuff until it becomes too much. Yeah. You know, I just hope it just stays sort of like a borderline thing. I mean, the original border. I mean, the original Outlast was dark enough as it is, but uh, the thing is, balancing inside of like a horror game, like the elements where you're surprised by jump scares. I just hope it's not filled with a lot of jump scares and this and that. No, I mean, with these kind of games, pacing is more important than any yes. other kind of any other game type or just anything entertainment wise. You know, like movies and whatever, like. Horror, horror movies and video games are the pacing's gotta be perfect. You can't go too long, can't go too short. You can't make, you know, you can't do too much. You can't, you know, you can't do it. You know, like I said, uh, so sparse. Uh, but he did an excellent job with out with Outlast. So uh, yes. I think it's Red Barrel Games uh, that yeah, did this. Um, <laughs> so I have faith in this. I'm hope. I mean, I know there's been a thousand Outlast clones on like Steam and. Some have released on PS4 and Xbox One and Wii, uh, Wii U. Uh, hopefully, I hope people aren't kind of burnt out in this type of game or don't have a don't get a bad taste in their mouth from other. If it's a great game and it has the same type of uh, pacing and possibly even like 
if it's remotely as good as like the original one, then I feel like people are going to eat it up. Yeah, because hope so. Been, because like uh, you were saying before, there's been a lot of clones of this. There have been a lot of terrible horror games that have released on Steam Greenlight, which have tried to release on other consoles as well. Mm-hmm. They're trying to capitalize and not really execute that well at all. Hell, I watched a video here by Jim Sterling not too long ago. Where, yep. Like, with him, like, in, like, playing this game where he's, can, like, playing as his mother or something, trying to find her child, like, in this, like, carnival, the spooky carnival, and literally nothing happens. I saw that one, too. Yeah, it's horrible. Nothing happens for, like, yep. the first 30, half an hour that he's playing it, and finally he got up to a certain point... It was borderline hilarious because he goes on to this this like this swan like boat and stuff and he goes through and it just starts telling the story of Hansel and Gretel and it's like where the hell why the hell is this happening? Yeah. It's not creepy, it's boring. Yeah. It's stupid. That's the problem right now is you're seeing so many <coughs> excuse me, you're seeing so many copies of like Slender Man now and like when Slender Man came out as a really cool thing, Outlast came out as a really cool thing, but now you see him Oh, Every week, about it. a new the one released, the, 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 it's a half ass copy. The thing about it is, though, that Slenderman, I have seen gameplay of it. I actually have seen it played entirely from beginning to end. The jump scares are scary in certain part, but it gets annoying to a certain <coughs> point that you are seeing, you know, Slenderman or even, like, characters like that, like, just pop up randomly. Yeah. It's not like, say, a game like, say, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, where... It's actually like pinpoint to a certain extent, like a certain point and stuff, where you're not expecting it. All of a sudden, that guy just comes chasing after you. Yeah, you're like in a false sense of like you're yeah, okay. False sense like, of security. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I plan on playing Slender Man during actual life. I think I talked about that. So yeah. Um, hopefully that game. I I I was really excited when I bought the game like six months ago. I haven't well, played it yet. Well, so <laughs> I, as as, as, as time now. goes on, I'm. Not so excited about it anymore, but I still play it. I paid for like well, hello, it's going to be ten bucks more. So. <laughs> hey, the letter is like the game of the year of two thousand, whatever the year it came out. Um, but no, uh, Outlast two, uh, Tyler's game of two thousand sixteen. Call it now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, think that we're just going to wrap up uh, yep. kind of the topics for this week. Uh, for the first time in three weeks, uh, we're going to. We look like we have plenty of time till we can do the retro game of the week. All right. Well, let's see. For Retro Game of the Week. Now, this is something I haven't done in a while, so I'm going to delve into my mind of, like... It's more like a mind of, like, a computer bank of what the hell I've played off and on. So I'm going to randomly choose... Jack's Spank Bank. Well, that's my Think Bank and stuff. It's a lot easier (laughs) to go for than access it than opposed to do the Wrestler of the Week like I used to do. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know what? We're past Halloween, but at the same time, I want to talk about it like Castlevania Bloodlines. Oh, they're gonna do Friday the Thirteenth. Sorry. Okay, go on. I never played Friday the Thirteenth, honestly. Uh, but first I, game ever. It's not like what you had for an NES game, dude. First I mean, game I ever played, dude. The first game you ever played, your parents made you play Friday the Thirteenth, like a game off of a slasher film. My, my, my cousin, first... my cousin had me play. I was four, <laughs> oh, but still, that's oh god. But still, <sighs> but anyway, I'm going back. Sega Genesis. Castlevania Bloodlines. This is one of those games where it may be technically inferior to, say, like Super Castlevania 4, which had a lot of those Mode 7 elements that had the scrolling screens and stuff and may have, like, uh, all this other stuff. I loved playing Bloodlines back in the day because I picked it up for, like, dirt cheap, like, around 2006, 2007 from a game shop. I popped it into my Sega Genesis, and immediately I am enjoying the music. 
I mean, yes, the musical chip for the Sega Genesis was very limited. But at the same time, the character sprites, the the bosses from that thing, it was fun to play. And it's obviously, it's one of the more bloodier Castlevanias. There's like aspects where it's like there's dripping blood and I actually the opening screen of it. So we actually have like a, some sort of like a carcass or something like that, those bones, and all of a sudden you have the blood dripping. It just sets a mood. So, oh, okay, this is going to be one of those type of games. <laughs> so you go forth, you can control one of two characters. Something that never really was a choice until maybe like about Castlevania 3, where you encountered like certain other characters you could play as. But uh, for Bloodlines, you could play as John Morris, which he inherited the vampire killer whip from a member of the Belmont family. Inside the timeline, I think it's like from uh, Richter or something like that from his line or whatever the hell. And you can also play as Eric Licarde, which uh, he gets trained, I believe, by uh, Alucard from like Symphony of the Night and all this other stuff. So he has a spear. Hmm. So you have two choices of characters. Licarde is a little bit more powerful because he has the whip weapon and he has like the various like... Uh, Stuff like that. He's he's got this, actually the spear. Does, the spear. does he ghost ride the whip? No, he doesn't ghost ride the whip. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but if you want to do like a traditional type of Castlevania gameplay, you go with John Morris. But the thing about it is, this game, it does have some creative effects. There's actually a portion where, when you're playing on the second stage, you can see your reflection of your character sprite in the water, because the you know the water and stuff goes up and down and stuff like that. But you see a reflection of the top part of the screen on the bottom part, which that in and of itself I felt was a good little graphical little perk. But uh, going through, you do have a bit of destructible environments where you can like, like destroy platforms and climb higher and advance and do this and do that. Some of the bosses are pretty cool too. Like uh, you have a golem where it you just every time you hit it, it just. It just has this this great feel where you're just like whipping like various rocks and stuff in the body. It almost reminds me of sort of like a fucking like Jello monster because it's like you have rocks just spewing everywhere, doing this, doing that, and stuff. Until finally you get to just defeat him by like just whipping his eyes so much. So you have bosses like that. You have like a giant bat. You have uh, you have like one of the few bosses that you uh, play through the end part of it. There is, uh, the whole story aspect is you're trying to beat this, this countess by the name of Elizabeth Bartley, who is the niece of Dracula from, you know, the NES games and stuff like that. So she gets resurrected, and she wants to go ahead and resurrect her, like, uh, her dead uncle, obviously. And so she's sort of a mix between, like, a sorceress and, like, a vampire. She's, like, a mistress of illusion. So when you face her in a boss battle, she actually transforms as, like, Medusa, so you get to like beat you get to beat her as like Medusa and stuff like that, and it's really cool. And all of a sudden, at the end of the boss battle, her character sprite comes back on screen, like in the background where her throne is. And all of a sudden, you can just see her like just like just crumble, almost like uh like down all of a sudden she's left with this big old like this this Genesis like this woman's like shrill like scream and stuff like that. It's a cool effect though. It's kind of haunting too when I think hmm. about it now, but. uh the thing about Bloodlines in and of itself, it has that good survival horror type of, like, feel, even though you're a powerful vampire hunter, you have to do this and do that. The final battle with Dracula, I can remember, is being a bit hard, because not only do you go with Dracula's first form, but his second form inside this version is a little bit, uh, I don't know, I think it's kind of a little bit bullshit. Once you figure out the pattern of it, 
it becomes a little bit easier, but he transforms into this demon skeleton monster where he hops around, he shoots like freaking fire from his abdomen. You should check out my video of it, Tyler. You'll know what exactly what I'm talking about. But <sighs> leading up to that boss battle, there's this sort of like a turret card thing where you're facing off against the Grim Reaper, and he has you like beat all like four bosses that you beat previously from the beginning part of the stage before you actually face him. And those boss battles are a little bit easier, but the thing about it is Castlevania Bloodlines is one of my favorite games in the Genesis because it mixes a great blend of difficulty, great musical score, and it's one of those underrated classics where you don't really hear much about when people talk about the Genesis library because they're so focused on Sonic or even like games like Star or Mortal Kombat 2, but uh, for a lesser-known Castlevania game, this is probably one of my favorites for that console, so for Retro Game of the Week, Castlevania, Bloodlines, Sega Genesis. You have a Genesis? Go try to find that game. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Um, but uh, moving on to conclusion, uh, just want to thank, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook and a group we are Generation Gaming on both of those, so like or join us on there. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are Gen Gaming Net. Um, also on YouTube, Gen Gaming Net, and on Twitch, we are Gen Gaming Podcast. Yep. Um, and I just thought about this. Fun fact: people that don't know this, Justin actually does the intro and the outro to our podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, also, another fun fact: uh, Justin and I share a Dropbox where he puts all he he likes. To stick around make a lot of music and I'll put them on a I made a Dropbox so he could send me the music when I was looking for a new intro and outro for the show right and he still puts his, his whatever he's done currently on there and I don't know if he knows this but every so often I go in there look in that Dropbox see what he's put in there um, and for the outro this week uh, there's something you gotta hear to believe that he made so uh, Justin's <laughs> probably listening to this going motherfucker uh, our friendship might be over after this but uh, Justin knows what it is uh, so I, I hope people enjoy this or get a good laugh. I laughed several times listening to this. I've laughed several more times. I think Jack listened to it once too, actually. So oh, really? you might have to go back and listen. Yeah, you might have to listen to the show. Go back and listen to the show. I can send it oh, to you. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I hope you guys enjoy that or not enjoy that. I hope you don't enjoy it. It's it's horrible. <laughs> Shouldn't enjoy it. Enjoy uh, it. <laughs> you could enjoy it, but not 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 in good ways. Uh, sorry, Justin. Uh, but love you, buddy. It's just but, ten minutes of him on the can farting. Yeah, pretty much. He, he does actually have a like a five minute song of him just singing in the bathroom. Uh, I might put that in there someday too. That's a diff- that's a different. Next time he's on the podcast, that's going in there. And you can try to delete these, Justin. I got them saved to my computer. So fuck you, buddy. Uh, but I was host this week. I was Tyler, and I have been the Jack of Hearts. And like with everybody, like with every week, GG everyone. Alan and Justin's not here to screw it up. So yeah. <laughs> Extra life, people. Extra life hype. Better see you there. Yep. Bye. See ya. You know, hallelujah. I want your sweet kisses. I want your kisses. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Oh, lonely. Let me see. Oh, put those things away. You're walking next to me. Oh, baby. Bumblebee, oh baby, bumblebee, out on bus in my train. I want your honey, 